Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Salutations, Mets fans, and welcome to our Game 3 NLDS recap here on Amazing Avenue Audio. It's not really a recap yet because we're in the eighth inning here at City Field. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, and with me, somewhere in the bowels of the Caesars Club, is Chris McShane. Hello. It's good to be back. So the Mets are currently up 13-4 to now, I think, after Curtis Granderson's double that Carl Crawford didn't exactly know where the ball was going, as far as I could tell, but it's been a crazy night here at City Field. That started right around 8.07 when the Dodgers' introductions kicked off. Um, it got a little crazy here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the, the chance from the, the booing was, was good. I had wondered earlier today how long the PA announcer here at City Field would let it go on, and he, he did. He let it draw out. And uh, the mix of, you know, Utley sucks, which is not the most creative chant in the world, but still good. Uh, that and then all game, the we want Utley every time. Every time there was a lull and every time the Dodgers used anyone other than Utley. To or any time they threw vaguely inside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, that, uh, it, it's been good. It's been a, a raucous crowd, as expected. I will say my favorite image of the night that I saw on Twitter while I was charging my phone in the press box 
was uh, Matt Reynolds carrying Ruben Tejada out of the field piggyback style. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that from my seat. Yeah, that's how they got him out there, I guess. And you have Tejada coming out with the with a Mets branded cane to like a ridiculous ovation. You just kind of feel it in the air that it was going to be a special night. And then Matt Harvey immediately gave up three runs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that was. It was the second inning, so there's plenty of time to come back from it and, and everything. But uh, but for a few minutes, there was probably a little bit of a, a little panic city visit. And Harvey did not have it tonight. Um, the fastball especially was missing to both sides of the plate. The top end velocity wasn't there. The changeup was good. He had the slider. The curve was a mess. Um, but, you know, Brett Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Brett Anderson and Alex Wood, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> as... As Terry Collins brought up in his pregame press conference, you know, Clayton Kershaw on short rest and Alex Wood are very different opposing pitchers. Yes, he used a word I couldn't repeat in a, uh, an unprintable uh, word to describe his feelings on being asked that question. He would prefer Alex Wood or Clayton Kershaw on short rest. Um, so after that, you know, you watch the game, I'm sure. Curtis Granderson's uh, bases clearing double. Put the Mets up 4-3, and they never look back. Travis Darnot hit an absolute bomb. Jonas Espedes hit an absolute bomb. Now, you were out there for both those, Chris. What was the atmosphere like in the stadium? I mean, it, it was everything you would expect it to be, uh, especially on the Espedes one, where it was just, you know, Darnot's home run came at a time when it gave them a comfortable lead. Espedes really ended the game with his. And, uh, yeah, people... <laughs> It, you know, people have waited a very long time for the opportunity to, to be here for this and do this. And, uh, you know, my, my seat tonight was in the 300 level. And you're sort of like right in between the field level and the upper deck there. And, and you could see that everybody was going nuts. That, it, it, yeah. It, my, my seat specifically is, it, it, <laughs> is in an aisle row sort of near the back of the section. And we still had that experience of people, uh, you know, people high-fiving each other, all that sort of thing. But I imagine if you were in the middle of a, a row in the promenade, it was even better uh, because it was just... That Cespedes home run looked like it was out of the home run derby when he was here, and it happened in a playoff game. He went down the first baseline like he was in the home run derby, too. <laughs> Full swing, backed up a couple steps. It's, and you're right, I think the crowd has been waiting for this just for so long, to get a little bit of sort of the playoff atmosphere at Shea, the stadium shaking. It's just nice to see. And, you know, look, the series isn't over yet. Right. they got to beat one of Kershaw and Greinke the next two days. Even with Kershaw on short rest, he's a little scary. Even if it's only for 80 or 90 pitches tomorrow. And we don't know what we're going to get from Steven Matz, although Steven Matz is a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a new, you know, it's another another level, another you know, it's not the Stanley League playoffs. It's not the Eastern League playoffs. This is the big time. Yeah. And, uh, the, well, the early returns on City Field are the upper deck doesn't shake. Now, I don't know if it, there just hasn't been a moment for that yet, but, you know, being at Shea in 2006, where you saw the upper deck sway, which, you know, that's just designed to do, but still, you're sitting in the upper deck as it moves up and down. It's a little bit freaky. Uh, so far, I didn't see any beams moving here at City Field. Well, so there was one disappointing thing about this evening, Chris. Wait, 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 that is, Bartolo Colon was denied an opportunity to hit a playoff grand slam. <laughs> yeah. At the point the game was at, that would have been nice to see. I, I would have taken a Bartolo Colon bases loaded helmet fall off, you know. 
and people have seen it, but just on the national stage, you know, at the end of a, a four day, a four game day of baseball, a holiday, you know, uh, a game that with Utley and and his terrible, terrible slide, a lot of people were probably paying attention to coming in. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice for for America to see Bartolo Colon do his thing. And I think even if Bartolo Colon like made contact in that situation, yeah. the crowd the crowd noise would have rivaled that of Suspedes' homer. <laughs> yeah, a fair fair assessment. Funnily enough, and I didn't think about this until it was pointed out to me by our mutual friend, the Hate Man. Um, they brought in J.P. Howell there to face Michael Conforto and Curtis Granderson, which makes sense. They're both lefties until you think about you're giving them a look at J.P. Howell before a potential bigger situation tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know that that that's a good point, and uh, and I think with Utley, people you know people have been obviously the chant has been we want Utley, but if you're the Dodgers and you know he's going to get hit by a pitch, you might as well wait for the game you have a chance to win as opposed to this one. Uh, you know, so there, I I think this will hold up from recording time to to posting time. Chase Utley is not playing in this game. <laughs> No, it doesn't look like it. So we'll, I guess we can touch on that briefly because uh, the last we recorded, it was mostly me spewing profanity at one in the morning about the situation. I calmed down a little bit and wrote something for baseball prospectus about it. But you know, he was suspended for two games pending appeal, so he's, he's eligible to play the next few games. I mean, is the suspension a thing that is fair, is something that should be upheld, given there's really no precedent for it? I mean, I'm I'm biased, so the the, the lack of precedent is, is probably a valid point. But I don't know. For me, if this is a point in time that they say, "Hey, this sort of thing isn't acceptable," if that foreshadows a change in in what you can and cannot do, sliding into second base, I'm okay with this becoming the precedent. So I'm 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 not. I can't be objective. No, and I think I mean I think it probably will get overruled on appeal. I mean it's it's very much for show, um, and but I think there is certain there is a certain amount of it was not just like a bad slide. It was like probably like a ninety fifth percentile bad slide. Yeah, yeah. No, and it, I mean look, it's it, at this point not only would it be not surprising if he doesn't get in tonight, but even tomorrow, you know, Matt's is starting. Obviously, Utley is a left-handed hitter. You know, if, if that game doesn't present an opportunity for a lefty to do some damage, I could see him at least not playing until a potential game five and, you know, maybe just not playing in the rest of the series. And really, would he be the first option there, given that someone like maybe Peterson and maybe Ethier won't be starting tomorrow? Right, yeah. That, that's. I think one of my favorite parts of tonight's game was that they had to burn Peterson so early. You know, I, not that it wound up mattering the way the score went, but, you know... There was no chance of Jock coming up and hitting a home run late in the game. Oh, why? Yeah, we're, they're not even out in the, it's the top. Of, oh, yeah, I can hear it now, yeah. It's a heady night here at City Field. Yes. <laughs> a little extra color to the broadcast for this one. Yes. Yeah, so how are we feeling going into game four? Obviously, it's tough to not feel good about it given what's going on no I it's I, I think you alluded to it a little bit it's not so much that you expect Kershaw to be terrible on short rest it's if if he is limited you know in his in his pitch count uh, 
I'm feeling pretty good. You know, seeing seeing the Dodgers bullpen actually get out there for a little while, uh, that that's been encouraging. It's and, not a good bullpen. No, and and you know the Mets have guys who you don't want to pitch to as a pitcher, and that's not something we thought we could say two or three months ago, but but they do. Yeah, tra- I think that one of the other good takeaways from tonight is Travis Darno putting a lot of good swings on balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, when he was at his peak in terms of his hitting line this year, he was probably not, you know, that, that would be hard for anybody to maintain. Uh, so it's not that he's not that good, but it, that happens. But he was definitely not as bad as he was in the, in the few weeks coming into the playoffs and games one and two. Uh, you know, the guy has power, and I'm, I'm very glad that he reminded everybody of that tonight so it's been a quick quick 180 from our last edition of Mason Avenue Audio but we'll be back again tomorrow for potentially a series clincher